All right, folks. So one of the biggest issues of our day, of course, is this whole transgender business, right? It's a huge issue. It's uh, it's dovetailing into the whole issue about masculinity and so forth, right? So you're you're you know I like to say, uh, I guess it's an epiphany that I had the other day. If you were to ask people how they identify, let's say a hundred years ago, in the year uh, you know 1920. They would, by and large, say, well, I'm an American, I'm a Frenchman, I'm whatever. It, it's based line, uh, along the lines of nationality. And then they might say that they're a Christian and so forth, right? Uh, then in the 60s, starting the 60s and beyond until the year 2000, more or less, uh, people would start identify themselves based upon their pigmentation or their culture. So, you know, I'm, I'm Hispanic, I'm black, I'm uh, Native American, I'm Eskimo, whatever. Uh, or some combination of it, right? It's, but they would not, first and foremost, say, I'm an American or I'm a Frenchman, like we said. So there's a changing of how we identify ourselves. Then starting in the early 2000, uh, 2000s, we had this new definition, and it was all based upon sexuality. That's a new way to identify yourself. That's what the left wants you to do. They're less interested in this whole business of Hispanics and uh, blacks and so forth. Although, you know, they, they talk about the black vote, the Hispanic vote, the woman vote, and so forth. But they're not interested in that because they're realizing it's not really working for them as much as it used to. Because blacks do not vote monolithically as much as they thought. By the way, what happens when you have somebody who is half black or a quarter black? Does it, you know, what happens then? I mean, does he, does half of him vote for uh, the, you know, Republican and, and half vote for the Democrat? It doesn't, obviously doesn't work that way. So you can't, you start losing that identity at some point. Ah, but then they found the sexuality business. Everything changed. It's a whole new paradigm. So they started off first with this spectrum in the gay movement, right? So all of us are on the spectrum. You didn't know it, but you're on the spectrum, right? You thought you were a straight guy, but no, no, no. You're, you know, you probably have homosexual tendencies. You know, maybe you don't act on it, but you know, once in a while you fantasize about uh, being with another dude, or you with being a, you know, a lady being with another lady. Okay, somehow that was very important to them. Like, so what? You know, let, let's assume that's the case. Let's say Ari that you that fantasize all the time about men, but you don't act on it. Okay, well, you're a straight guy as far as I'm concerned. Not when I go to a nightclub and dance to Gloria. <laughs> That's right? true, yeah. That, that, With my arms waving <laughs> hither and fro. Yeah, so, right? so you're, you're straight <laughs> on the weekdays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on the weekends, mm-hmm. different story. All right. Spectrum. <laughs> Spectrum. <laughs> yeah, they don't talk about that, do they? That's no. right. So anyway, uh, so, so you're on a spectrum. And so they, they wanted you to identify yourself in terms of where your sexual orientation was. Right, how much you thought about uh, being with the same sex, and then of course that that morphed into the same sex marriage business, and then poof, it went away with the 2015 Obergefell decision. Uh, suddenly, same sex was allowed, and you couldn't discriminate in any shape or form. Blah blah blah. Okay, and I can finally marry you now legally. Right, exactly. But even now, if you don't want to, <clears throat> right, you have to. That's right. I, I guess, <laughs> right. right. You you have to marry me. I also have to celebrate your marriage regardless. To you. To to me, yes. <laughs> Yeah, he's, you know, would you stop hitting on me, please? <laughs> I just not that way. I don't swing that way, dude. God, you're so discriminatory. I'm not saying that you 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 might not be attracted to some other guy, okay? 
<laughs> I don't see it, but okay. I'm not attracted to Jake's you. Jake's not in the room right now. No, no, it's true. He, <laughs> he, uh, he would feel diff- very differently. I understand that. But I'm not Jake. I'm not interested. Okay. Right. I just want to make that clear. And when I hung out with Jake, I had the same conversation with him about you. Oh, God. God, I, I, I just I can't work under these conditions. <laughs> <laughs> you poor thing. Poor thing. So anyway, so it, it moves from from the gay marriage business, right? Yeah. And then there's still it's it's as if the progressives, you know, look around having destroyed one building, you know, they need to go to the next building <laughs> to destroy, right? I mean, what else can we what, what else we do? Here? Well, we can't build, we can't destroy that building. It's completely pulverized now. So then they move to this uh, other building, which where they they can fight for the rights of transgenders, and not only. I mean, it's the same script, by the way. Not only do we have to honor transgenders and their rights to go to whatever bathroom or locker room that they want, we also have to view ourselves as being on some sort of transgender spectrum. That's right. How much of us is them? Right. Because it's got to be something. Right. It's always got. It's never binary. No, no, no. You're wrong. There's not just two sexes. There are 57, 72. You know, there the number of sexes or genders that are going on now is is accelerating at a faster rate than the number of cable channels as as it grew over the decades, right? In the old, I mean, it's true. Yeah. I mean, Bruce Springsteen, you know, sang a, a funny song called "57 uh, Channels." channels and there's nothing, nothing on, on. Yeah. right? Well, you know, now it seems so quaint. I mean, only 57 channels. Are you ripping me off? Obama right? did a cover <laughs> of it called "57 States." <laughs> That's true. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why 57 is such a big deal because 57 genders apparently. Yeah, so it's 57, 57 varieties. Yeah. Is, is, is it because it's a prime number or something that yeah. I don't know about? Yeah. Anyway, the point is that crazy stuff is going on, and suddenly we have to now see ourselves as on some sort of transgender spectrum, just like the gay thing before. Okay, we were part homosexual, whether we realized it or not, maybe even a tiny smidgen, but you know that it's very rare to have a pure heterosexual. Uh, and now it's very rare to have a pure, what they call cisgender. You're not, you're not, heter- you're not heterosexual anymore. You're not straight anymore. No, you're you are sad. cisgender. I yeah. saw, I saw that South Park. I know what I am. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. I'm a, as they call it in South Park, brilliantly, you're a sissy. <laughs> C-I-S-S-Y. There right? you go. You can use any damn bathroom you want, right? That's right. Yeah. And and. Uh, but but yeah. so that, that's the point is that they get you to see this way. So they are converting the entire national discussion on this wasted nonsense. Right, uh, as opposed to the discussions we really should be having, right? It's a it's a total distraction. It's nonsensical, as your beautiful wife said uh, offline. You know, they, they get you to look at uh, you know the, the horizon uh, on she a beautiful said the day. Sun didn't yeah, tell you it's and the she moon. said, and, and, and it's the sun, and when in fact it's you know that somehow it's really the moon. You you think it's the sun, but it ain't. You know, you're a fool for, for believing otherwise, and you're just scratching your head saying, well, but I thought it was the sun. No, no, no. And by the way, the sun, what you call the sun, it rises in the west and sets in the east. <laughs> We've been fooled all along. So that's what they're doing with the transgender thing. So they're totally getting you lost in this quagmire of sexuality and um, gender. Gender confusion. Gender confusion. Yeah. And so, so that you don't discuss, you know, the, the real issues of the day, which, you know, you know take your pick. Uh, illegal immigration. Um, the collapse of Western civilization, the lack of courage, uh, what uh, what democracy means, what freedom means. I mean, those those topics are not of interest to our progressive betters on the left. They just they they just couldn't care less about it. It is you might as well be talking to them 
about um, basket weaving in uh, the sub-Saharan desert in the 1930s. Not of interest. Right, or okay. Norwegian competitive knitting on TV. Yes. Right? And it's so interesting because everything, that, from my perspective here, seems to be, it, you know, we're, we're always talking about the conversations and the real progress we should be having. They are, how's that, constantly seeming about, from my perspective, to bring about the, the recreation of some form of the Soviet Union so they can reimagine and recreate global feudalism. Yes. Right? I, That's just, what it is. It's, they it's they want to be royal people. They want the rest of us to be penniless serfs that work as peasants who in a in a sustainable lifestyle of some sort. For some reason, they use the the excuse that the world is is burning to a crisp as the reason to get us on all on board with this new modern 21st, 22nd century serf feudalism, royals above us, elitist uh, system. Yeah. And for what reason? To destroy the world so we can have another anti-Soviet revolution, bring another wall down someday? It, it's so well, ridiculous. It's, it's, it's obscene. You, it's, you feel like you're trying to climb up a mountain for whatever reason to go to the other side so that you can go get, you know, get to that village and get your water, get your food, or whatever the glory is that you're looking for. Uh, and, it's, and you're constantly being pulled down by whatever, so that you never reach the top. You never see the glory of the other side. So what do I, what, what glory are we talking about, right? What, what ultimately must we be talking about? Oh, here comes a big one. They're going to hate this. Good. <laughs> you must, if, if we are as a civilization searching for one thing, we are searching for God. We are trying to understand uh, what our mission is, and we are trying to seek and find out what God's purpose is for, for each of us. Right? Now, can I put that in sort of tangible terms? Well, hold, 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 just, just finish my thought, and then okay. I want to hear what you say. Uh, each of us individually, and then, then for us as a whole, uh, uh, as a civilization. Go ahead. Yeah, the way I, I've been trying to put because I like to crystallize it a little more so it's not so in the abstract. And part of the problem with like the way Judaism is structured in Torah studies, it's a little abstract. But put it this way, we are striving to be able to be enlightened enough to handle seeing God's face and knowing God's name. Right. That's right. Okay? Mm -hmm. Because in, in biblical lore, as far as I can understand it, there was only one dude who knew God's name uh, in, in sort of, if you will, relatively modern history. That would be Moses. Right. The last guy with mm -hmm. enough mental strength and awareness to handle what that name was. And he's the last guy to talk directly to God. Uh, from the Jewish perspective, right. says he he came back down from the mountain with the actual writing written by God, right? Um, but if we can be enlightened enough and wise enough and uh, uh, have that the kind of um, you know uh, if you will uh, global maturity for such things or universal maturity, then we can know these things. And if you see God's face and you go God's name and can tell others about it, hey, excuse me, he's real. Mm -hmm. Here's his name. Look over there. That's him. Listen to the dude. Right. He's got something to tell you. Right. Something you should know. And then the rest of us can go, oh, okay. So while we've been beckering over petty differences and squabbling among ourselves for this crap, oh, that's what we should be doing. I get it. Right. So we can enjoy heaven on earth before we die. Well, what they do <laughs> is they constantly throw up mud and dirt and such like that. So they, 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 they create this this uh, mess so that you have to constantly be wiping the windshield as it were to figure out where to go 
right? So the, the, the one thing, if you can, I mean, there's many ways of, of characterizing the right versus the left, but in particular, those who uh, despise God and those who love God, it's that those who despise God, those on uh, the progressives that, that uh, we know and love so much. Yeah, her name is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Okay? <laughs> he always, he always has to get one. it in one time. Yeah. Anyway, so the one, th- one of the th- many ways you can characterize the difference is that they hate clarity. Yeah. They hate it. And, and let me prove my point because right now we're going to have people emailing me instantly right now. Uh, but they, they say, what are you talking about? We love clarity. You guys are, are the ones who are refusing to, uh, I don't know, Russian collusion and a lot of stuff, right? As if somehow. Okay. <laughs> so, no, let me give you examples. Okay. I'll start off with the Russian collusion thing. There's, there's, they are trying to create a mess with that. There is no evidence of it whatsoever. The clarity is there, but they want to make it seem because of all the mess, as if there's something there. They're trying okay. to say, they're trying to convince you something happened that didn't happen. Right, because there's right. a lot of you know where there's smoke, there's fire, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, and likewise, now going back to what we've been talking about uh, in the sexuality arena, that the gay versus uh, straight sort of spectrum, right? That's all. There's no clarity. You think you're straight, but you ain't. Right. Uh, you know, you, you may be gay, but well, apparently if you're gay, then you're totally gay. But if you're straight, you're not totally straight. You get you got that. Right. Uh, so that's the only clarity in the whole thing. But but again, that's a good example of what I'm talking about. There's no clarity. They don't want you to have clarity. You are in some sort of part of the spectrum. It may be switching all the time, but don't you're not clear about that. OK, everything is nuanced. Then, likewise, in this genderism business. Right where they won't even tell you what gender is. As your wife beautifully brought up uh, before this podcast, if you go to the dictionary, Webster's or otherwise. Oxford Dictionary. Oxford, okay, the, there you go. The Worldwide English Dictionary, the authority on our language, right? Right. right. The source. So you go to it. In fact, would you mind pulling I'll it up while I continue while to talk? talk? All right. So it is so vague, because we talked about this before. It is so vague a, a, a description. It's as if they're trying to just please everyone possible and then, and they're just imagining how they might be attacked if they don't get this right. So what do they do? They make it as vague as possible so they can say, what are you talking about? We covered all of our bases whatsoever. In short, the definition basically uh, says gender is whatever you want it to be, <laughs> right? That, that's basically their definition. You got it now? Okay. Go so ahead. this is it. the Oxford definition of gender. Got it. Okay. Official. Either of the two sexes, male and female, especially when considered with reference to social and cultural differences rather than biological ones. Get that? Rather than biological ones. The term is also used more broadly to denote a range of identities that do not correspond to established ideas of, not scientific proof, ideas of male and female. A condition that affects people of both genders. So these are examples of how they use the word. Someone of the opposite gender. Everyone always asks which gender I identify as. This is defini- that was definition one. This is definition 1.1. Members of a particular gender considered as a group. Examples, social interaction between the genders. Encouraging women and girls to join fields traditionally dominated by the male gender. This definition 1.2 as a mass down. The fact or condition of belonging to or identifying with a particular gender. 
All right. It's a, just, and, just, just, just. And pause. then finally, pa- definition number yeah. two, real right. quick. Okay. In languages such as Latin, French, and German, each of the classes, typically masculine, feminine, common, neuter, of nouns and pronouns established by the different inflections. Okay. okay so that's how it's used in conjugation. Right. Okay. So. Uh, as, as at least as the um, the, the first uh, ones that you explain, except for the last one, it's it's a whole lot of nothing. I mean, it's right. a, I mean, there's just literally no clarity whatsoever. I'm still confused. I mean, I feel like I've just eaten a lot of popcorn and 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 considered uh, that's not a lunch. Okay, <laughs> that's just not. Give me the, the freaking definition. <laughs> okay, so. I, I just want to know. Please tell me what gender is, okay? If a kid wants to figure this out, this is not helpful. By the way, virtually the entire definition that you just read is the exception and not the rule, right? What they could have done, it said, they could have said gender traditionally means uh, with reference to either the male or the female biology. biology. Okay, that's yeah, it. Yeah, based on one's genes and genetics, hence right. the root of gender. Right, and then they could say, there are exceptions to those uh, things, and then and then go about and they, on the merry way to explain those exceptions. But instead, they make the exception be the definition. Yeah, the primary. Yes. Yes. We call that the exception swallowing the rule. By yes. the way, um, no no gay reference intended. By the way, so you know, you know, Ari, I know you like that. So, all right, now I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. That's, <laughs> that's fine. fine. You made a joke. I gave you an icy stare. <laughs> Uh, as if, and, and and the listeners need to hear that oh I gave God. him the icy stare, Terrible. as if what my love isn't enough for the pub, for them to know. Oh my God! They can't know. I just don't. I can't. You have this. to tell your wife. I told mine. <laughs> I just, <laughs> your wife can come and film with my wife. Uh, oh God! <laughs> okay, everyone. These are jokes. These are the jokes, people. Well, hopefully, I'll remember to erase this portion of the podcast at the end of the podcast. Look, the most important part of any job is that you're having fun. Yes, okay. Yeah. Oh, we enjoy our work. You you call this enjoyment? You you you, you see me smiling here? I uh, no, no, sir. Okay, just because we go to work to enjoy our legal marriage based on the Obergefell decision <laughs> and avoid our, uh, let's say our, um, uh, the, the good news class, is ecclesiastical marriages in the home front. The good news is that there's no clarity in what we just said here. <laughs> just like the progressive lefts, you know, there's zero. Okay, so there's no clarity. We talked about this uh, on the Russian collusion thing. That's easy. The the sexuality or the gender thing. Uh, for that matter, there's no clarity on global warming, right? Global warming is global cooling. Um, you know, it's uh, up is down, right? It's a climate change can mean anything that you want. Right. right? The droughts that caused the fires three months ago, global warming. Right. The rains that have happened the last four days in our area, right. global warming. Right. Well, which is it? Well, it right. doesn't matter. It's all global warming. Hurricanes, tornadoes, you name it, that is all global warming. And it, it's just this vague notion that, that you know, we've got to fight global warming, whatever global warming is. It's, and you keep on asking them, please tell me what exactly you define it as. And then you ask them, you know, what is, what is the big damage we're going to have at the end of the day? When is that going to happen, please? And what percentage of our involvement, man's involvement, uh, is responsible for this this horrific thing that we're going to be facing. I, I still need answers to all those questions before I get all you know not you know what is it tied up in knots. Yeah, because we've heard okay on global warming right for, through this mass obfuscation plan on every issue but on global warming. I've heard the whole spectrum. There's a spectrum <laughs> oh. call that from that we're going to be burned to a crisp that we're going to drown. Right, it'll be everything. Well, if I'm being burned to the crisp, water might be useful. So yeah. if you combine the two, it sounds kind of like a neutral, right? right, right. Uh, you know, come see, come saw, as they say in French. 
Right. So what is it? Right. Oh, and then and then like Should dealing say, with uh-huh. and then like dealing with a um, unreasonable woman, a spouse, a girlfriend. It's one of those. Well, don't you know? <laughs> you, you should know what I'm feeling. Yeah, what, what am I thinking? Yes, yeah, don't exactly. you know? What am I feeling? Don't you know? No, well, I don't know. Well, that only goes to the to, to more to to underscore the problem that we have, isn't it? Yes. Right. So so anyway, look, it's all about lack of clarity. Every single progressive issue is so confusing. It can mean anything that you want it to mean, right? From living wage, for example. What the hell does that mean? Okay, I mean, can you please tell me exactly what you're talking about? Because, or you just get this sense that you need a certain amount in order to have, you know, the ability to live meaningfully. Well, yeah. What does that? What does that mean? Okay, and then you've got the same thing, with, right? Within the social justice, there's another yeah. great phrase. What the hell does that mean? Social justice. Well, social justice means whatever you want it to mean, doesn't it? It's it's just this. That's the one common theme that you're seeing in every single progressive issue that's that's pushing right now even the immigration issue this debate is well what is a what is an illegal immigrant right you know they're just undocumented uh and for that matter if they're born here well then they're automatically a citizen and if they if they have an anchor baby well then you know then the whole family should be a citizenship in fact uh i i I don't know who said it recently but uh yes maxine waters recently said that the next supreme court justice should be an illegal alien Okay, uh, makes sense, lady. Sure, uh, you know, and they, they think we have a trouble with Trump, right? Right. <laughs> this, every uh, cop is a criminal, and every sinner is a saint, and we like that. Yeah, you exactly. Know, yeah. To quote a lyric, and also every you, man is a rapist, right? Too. And you just, in fact, um, uh, exemplified it with some a couple of words that you used a minute back. You said illegal immigrant. Right. They're, they invented that. That's a contradiction. An immigrant. Cannot be illegal. It's immigration. Immigration is a thing, right? And okay. immigration okay. is legal. Right. What we're talking about are illegal aliens or criminal aliens. Yeah, okay. Because there are either legal aliens or illegal aliens. I know. It's, it's, right? all, it's, uh, all, it's all about the rich potpourri of, potpourri of uh, vagueness and lack of clarity in whatever the progressive left throws at us. Yeah, and placing it, words on the rack and torturing them until they wrench the non-meaning out of it so that no one knows anything right. after well, a while. And speaking of which, of course, is the he, she, and the pronoun game that they're forcing yes. on us. Like, okay, now, now you should say it they all the time. Like, <laughs> But that's not grammatically correct. I don't give a crap. Do it. Now it's grammatically correct. It's the new word. You know what? What the hell? I mean, it's it's the clarity game here is well, it's just not clear. I mean, you, so here's here's the problem. Part of the problem is conservatives, and I'm talking about conservatives at this point. They have to go to the lefties and say, "Here's what makes sense." Okay, please try to explain to me what you're saying, and just by asking the question, they get offended. Okay, so even if you say to them. Why should there be 57 genders? I mean, how can I have an opposite sex if there's 57 of us? Which one is opposite of me, right, by definition? Uh, what is the opposite of pansgender? What's the opposite of, what, what the hell is pansgender for that matter? But what, what, is, the, what is its natural opposite, right? What, how do we, what is masculine and what is feminism to you? Is there such a thing? Or, or what is, to, is masculinity by definition toxic to you? Please explain. And by, merely by asking the question, they get offended, and they will accuse you of being uh, homophobic or genderphobic or transphobic, whatever the words uh, of the day are. Because, and I love the word phobic, by the way, because it literally means that you're fearful of 
whatever that thing might be. Well, irrationally fearful Ra- of that Irrationally thing, fearful, of that's Of something right. that doesn't exist. Yes, exactly right. Yeah. But so they, so they, they not only accuse you of some sort of uh, bias, but they also psychoanalyze you in the process that the reason why you're biased about it is because you're afraid of them, yeah. right? I mean, <laughs> it's a double whammy yeah. for and them. And then they preface it always with something people should have a concern about. Right. So, for instance, when you have, I believe it's called aurophobia or uh, one of those, you know, fear of cats. Right. You know, an irrational fear of cats. Right. You're human. If a cat's going to hurt you, it's because you let it hurt you. Right. right. If you see a cat, okay, and a cat does not have the speed or the aggression to get you. I'm not talking about tigers here. Right. I mean house cats. Let me just just speak on behalf of all the listeners right now. Um where the hell you're going with this? Uh, art? You'll see in a second. All right, thank you. But the point is, there is there is no re- that is an actual phobia. I mean, the phobic suffix works with that thing because to be phobic of it is by definition irrational, right? But if you are Islamophobic, well, the the term is coined as if there is no reasonable concern that that ideology has anywhere ever. Right. Okay. Right? So let me bring us back to the path yeah. that we're discussing. Um, and, and that is about this lack of clarity. Yeah, but th- that's my point about yeah. it. So the, 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 the suffixing of phobia with all sorts of things that do not mix with the phobic suffix of is course. again an attempt to <laughs> mud in your eye the, as right. a distraction. Well, and, and then, then there's a new thing where, where you have the um, American Psychology Association. I think Ooh, it's the... Right? Yeah. So they come out with this new report saying that masculinity is uh, almost by definition toxic. They don't quite say it directly like that, but they might as well. They said, it, they came out with an official report that masculinity, they got rid of the toxic preface of right. this, which is so interesting right, in this Because it's, it's a redundancy in terms. So let me let me right. go through it. So they more or less say that masculinity itself is, uh, is a danger. It's unhealthy. It's, it's unhealthy. Yes. We need to move away from that. Uh, it's led to assaults and rapes and uh, all sorts of violence and wars, of course. Interactions. Okay, so the, anyway, I'm moving on now. All right, so God, you're, you're like you're like the two old guys from the Muppet Show, right? Like constantly, just, what the hell? Both Let me just do my yeah. just do my my thing. <laughs> all right, so you call that a show? <laughs> I've had better, whatever. So, <laughs> so so the point is that oh, where was what the hell was I? So where was I? Who you were I? defining that the, the masculinity right, has yeah. defined masculine in and of itself is an as an unhealthy condition. That, there you go. And so they, they go forward and they, they, they give their reasoning. And then, of course, naturally, they have all sorts of great plans for the future, uh, which basically involve feminizing all of our boys and hopefully uh, bringing femininity into the male world, uh, adult male world as well. Okay. So there, again, is a whole bunch of vagueness, right? It's what the hell is this all about? Right? So there's no distinction anymore between male and female or masculinity and, and femininity. While at the same time, at the same time, you have all these articles coming out showing how they want masculinity to be redefined and to allow women to be masculine. Okay? Yeah. So you get this, right? Right. So it's clear as mud, right? I, I just want... This to be ultimately clear. Well, I understood it. Right. I understood it that women are supposed to be masculine, right. but that's unhealthy. Right, but, but so no, no, then no, no, they no. can be treated too. No. Yeah, no. Women are supposed to be masculine. <laughs> yes. And men are not supposed to be masculine. Bingo. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. So, if, what, what were we talking about? Not being clear. Yeah, <laughs> Isn't <exactly>. that clear? <laughs> no, of course. It's, this yeah, is, this then, is crazy. Wait, wait. Right. And then these same groups. 
This get this because yes. I've been doing a lot of research on this issue yeah. because of my, my upcoming book, Rise of the Sex Machines. Yeah, so, brilliant upcoming book. Thank you very much. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, it'll be done. It'll be done in a couple months. Anyway, so they these these women's groups, mostly from colleges. Surprise, surprise, women's centers throughout the collegial world in America are now redefining masculinity. They are going about, you know, how, how men should act. Okay. So I'm going to have to get the Oxford on that. Now. Right. Exactly. Right. Yes. Women's centers are doing this. Okay. Now you, so, and they are inviting, um, and they specifically say they're inviting, uh, people of all genders. Okay. All 57, 72, or whatever it is to come and participate in this, except for, and they say this specifically, except for, except for cisgender males. Right. In other words, straight males. The people males. who should know about masculinity right. because they are masculine are the only ones not part of the policy decision to help advise on what this thing is. Right, because that might bring clarity to the issue right. <laughs> at the end of the day. So isn't this a little bit like deciding what Judaism is without asking a single Jew what, what Judaism is, right? It's isn't, like, that, isn't that like asking you know, the history of America without you know, talking, to, uh, talking to a single person who's ever been in America or who's ever had American citizenship, and uh, without even looking at the history of America, for that matter. I got an analogy one beyond that. It's like going to an all-white country club in some segregated, racist part of wherever and asking them Good point. To, to redefine every attribute of rap music. Right. Good point. Right. I like that. Yeah. Right. You tell, tell me, sir, what's rap music? Well, let me tell you. We'll tell you. We'll tell you real good. Right. That's a, that's a good... That's a good example. I thought you'd like that one. That's really good. Finally, I serve a purpose here. <laughs> Look, I mean, but but it's funny. So women, I think, can you imagine if we decided to get together? We're You and I today with our friend Jake and, and many other, uh, you know, guy, of our guy friends. More than friends, but We get yes. together and we decide we're going to redefine femininity. Yeah. And we're not allowing any women. That no. is, any, any people with traditionally female body parts. Yeah, because okay? what do they know about this? Yes. Maybe maybe we'll have somebody who once was a man, but God forbid, somebody who was born a, a woman. All right. Right. And, and then we'll go one further. We'll call ourselves, in the name of diversity, we'll, we'll have men of all diverse backgrounds right. participate in this. And then we can say we're diverse. So we'll have very masculine black men, very masculine Latino, you know, machismo oh, yes. men, very masculine Islamic men. Right. Yeah. All participate in this. Yes, we'll decide for you what <laughs> right. femininity means. We'll tell you what's what. Yeah. Anyway, so but but they would be outraged. Of course, outraged. reasonably. Re reasonably so. Well, I, I don't give a crap. I mean, they can be outraged if you want to have those feelings. Well, hold on. It doesn't mean anything, right? So what if we got together? If, if the three of us, you know, Jake, you and I, or, and a bunch of our buddies, we all get together, around 10 of us, let's say, playing poker and otherwise, and we say, let's do it. Let's decide what femininity is, and we'll proudly... Publish it throughout the uh, the internet. Yeah. Okay. As so an what? official body that they are then legally forced to comply with. Yoga pants. Yeah. We, we say <laughs> we we tell them what what femininity is. Okay. They, they can they can give us a big fat yawn. Yeah. And and they'd be right. They don't need to be outraged. You know, want to be outraged? Be my guest. What do I care? Like it's it's no more uh, offensive to me than when the the Mormons decided that they were going to save Jewish souls. For genealogy, that the convert Jewish, Jewish souls after they die, they go back into the genealogy. Uh, be my guest. Well, I that. care. You know, you, that. In, in my belief system, you, you ain't affecting nothing. 
You know, so, but if that's your belief system, okay, fine. What do I care? Yeah. You but know, also, so, what do we know about it? Anything we come up with that we say is officially binding by definition can't and isn't because we have no clue. Right. It's, right? Like, it's like the sun and the moon comment, right? Yes. It doesn't matter how many times I call the sun the moon. It's still the sun. Thank you very much. It doesn't matter how many times I may wish the sun to be you know, rising in the west and setting in the east. It ain't going to happen. That's just the way it works. So, uh, but, but they get nevertheless offended. They would get offended by it. But this kind of like bizarre... It's not even a polarity because it's only one direction, right? They get to define what masculinity is, but they would never allow us or even the thought that we would decide without a woman what femininity is. That's just so sexist and so wrong. And to some extent, they'd be right. It'd be stupid. I, you know, I don't know if it's sexist and wrong, but it would, be, it would not be complete. Yeah, Let's in put other that words, way. as ridiculous as your hypothetical is, is as ridiculous as what their actual is. Right. And, and, and even, if they, even if they involved one or two straight men, why, wouldn't, why would they? It doesn't matter. I mean, they, they, you know, feminine, fem, women do not understand what being masculine is. They have no idea. They've never been in our brains. They've never been in our bodies. And, and transsexual operations notwithstanding, they have no effing clue about what's in our heads and the way we operate. We have our total different operating system. You might as well, you know, but just decide, you know, oh, I can speak, uh, you know, Russian now. I don't speak Russian, but I do. Yeah, you know, and then like, you speak some gibberish and, and you like, pretend that's fluent Russian. Yes, I'm speaking Russian now. Thank yeah. you. You know, I, I can probably fake the accent pretty well, and, and I know I do know a couple words in Russian, like niet and so, and dasvidanya. I don't even know what dasvidanya means, but I could say it this way, and then I say I'm I'm, I'm speaking Russian. And, the, and, and what's even more an alien language is the opposite sex. The speaking woman, feeling understanding what a, how a woman thinks is more alien to me. And more arrogant of me to assume that I know what, what women think like than it would be for me to say, I'm speaking Russian now, like in our, in our funny little example. Yeah, it's like dogs chasing cars. You might want to be around one. You might yeah. love them, but it doesn't mean you know a thing about them. Yeah. You don't. No, no, yeah. And, and then there's one other point I wanted to make, and this shows you just the arrogance of these uh, few skaters, okay? The idea... You know, that they they uh, call this whole spectrum thing, and then they classify homosexuality, male homosexuality, gayness, as a feminine thing. I have a bunch of gay friends. None of them are attracted to the feminine. That's why they're gay. Right. And they don't consider themselves feminine. Some of them might speak with more effete-ish qualities that one would right. associate with some stereotypically assumed uh, attributes of being a homosexual person. Mm -hmm. But none of them are attracted to femininity other than to go shoe shopping or be friends. None of them want to be feminine. Right. If you see real gay men, they're quite masculine. Right. Well, so and they're attracted to masculinity. Well, and so okay, to, okay, okay, to okay, okay. put that on them was just bizarre. To, for every feminine uh, man, uh, gay gay man, you know the classic example of, of whatever is you know somebody who, who lilts with his hands and such like that, um, and is an artiste and all that stuff, and and has speaks with a lilt and all that stuff. There's a there's a masculine guy, gay guy, who wants him, right? It's rare that it's both very feminine. Uh, sort of guys anyway. So at least half of what you're saying would be right and probably all of what you're saying is right. Yeah. By the way, I asked a, a, a gay friend of mine, I said, what, you know, I, I just can't say I understand the whole gay thing. Obviously, it's a fact. It, it does exist. 
Um, you know, because I look at a woman, especially, you know, a woman with a very nice figure, and I just, I, it just seems so natural to me. And I, of course, he'll say it's natural to him to, to seek out a, a good-looking and a well-figured man. And, but I just, I still didn't understand it. And I said, you know, why wouldn't you like that, right? It's just so beautiful, and the parts fit, and all that good stuff, and and the sensuality, and the curves. And and he says, you don't get it. it it's, we, he said it very graphically. He said, there's all this fat he says he liked the tone of men. He liked the, you know, kind of the tougher muscles associated with men. And uh, okay, that yeah. kind of made sense to me that, that that's why he was attracted to it. It's not so much that, that they had the female parts. It's, it's more because, you know, a woman has... It's suppleness, know, it's textures. It's, it's texture, and you're exactly not right. a meat eater, so you might not get this. <laughs> oh, but it's the difference between <laughs> ribeye and filet. Ribeye is fatty and juicy and luscious. Right. Filet is lean and substantive. And, you know, you're you kind of losing me here on this well, one. Well, I'm sort of bisexual when it comes to my meat. I'll uh-huh. eat either, right? But yeah. some guys, I, I prefer ribeye, okay? I like the fatty stuff. Some people like the lean. It's fine. Right, no, you can, well, right. you know, to, to make But that's a... how he's describing this thing. Right. So we as men, right, we, uh, I'll, be, I'll be very graphic here. I'm obsessed with holes, okay? I just say Right? That's my that's my primary thought process at all times. The guys who are that way, they're not whole oriented. Okay. Right? So uh, as the Simpsons would say in one of its skit, the preceding podcast should not have been listened to by younger viewers. <laughs> like no, it. Oh man! All right. So anyway, the point is, let's this not, is the greatest episode I, ever. I for sure, for sure. Anyway, I think we kind of lost the field here. We're talking about clarity. An obfuscation. I like that yeah. word. Uh, it's the great, op- the great obfuscation. Okay, I may not be able to pronounce it very well right now, but that's something that I can write down, and somebody else can figure it out in their own head. Yeah, but that's the point about the previous point. Is here's an example where they're again using an attribute. They're mischaracterizing of, of homosexual men to confuse what this whole thing's about. Right. Well, then the great obfuscation also comes to the much larger picture. You know, the whole socialism versus capitalism debate. Right. You try to, you know, get them to understand the, the basic fact, the clarity, as it were, of the greatness of America and that it was the primary reason, in fact, pretty much the exclusive reason why we are today as a civilization throughout the entire world with all the benefits that we have. It's that it, capitalism was the greatest driver of uh, progress, real progress in the past 300 years and did so at such an accelerated rate uh, in, on every level that we might enjoy, in, in a positive way on every level, every single friggin' level. And you can show that to them. And they, they still want to race to socialism. They still think capitalism is somehow evil. They, they just throw these crazy notions out there. Well, there's this person who, you know, kind of, you know, poisoned people. If we didn't have uh, some sort of government control, well, then people would be selling snake oil all the time and everyone would be dying in the streets. Yeah. Remember how you said yep. a little earlier how the, they did the exception swallows the rule That's dynamic? Right. Mm, yep. It's the same way. Obama from 2010. If one child goes hungry, then right. we must right. fix every, change all this. It sounds if very noble. If one person yeah. doesn't have the health care they want, we're going to do this whole new system. Right. Okay, so <laughs> because there might be a couple people who are hungry, they might be on diets. Right. Um, 
in a in the capitalist explosion of of progress of the last three hundred years, we should go back to the feudalism of the previous twenty thousand years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a good thing. I say. <laughs> Well, of course, that's re- that's they, they call it progressivism, but it's of course regressivism, if anything. And we, we there's just no clarity for them. You and most of our discussion, as if you're a conservative, what you're really experiencing in, in your frustration is you are constantly trying to clarify. Yes. And the whoever you're speaking to, whether it's on Facebook or just you know face to face at on a college campus, they will never want to hear what you have to say because clarity is the last thing they want. Clarity, they'll just turn it around and, and because they've been told that you'll, you'll face conservatives from time to time and they will try to convince you of the rightness of their ways. Pay no heed, my good liberal friend. You must understand that they are racist, that they seek to, uh, you know, to greed, to enrich the, the, the elite class and such like that. Do not be fooled by them. It's a lot of blah, blah, blah. But in fact, you know, what they're really doing, what they're teaching their, their liberal youth is to think, to think in a very unclarified way, to think in a very disorganized, obfuscated way. Uh, and, and that, I think, really kind of hits it on the head. Bingo. Yeah. What do they call it when someone who has a substance abuse pro- problem, mostly this is referenced with alcohol, what do they call that thing when they've hit rock bottom and they make a decision to change their life? Moment of clarity. Bingo. Yeah. I was uh, about to, can I write that down for the <laughs> potential title here? Just but, uh, yeah, sure. Okay. Um, I was thinking, that's it. And and yeah. and think, uh, when uh, we were discussing offline um, before um, we started recording today, I was telling you about those two news. I, I never watch television news, except for the nightly local news at 11, where I fast forward through everything except for the weather report. Because I want to compare what I see out the window, we've discussed this before, with what they tell me the weather is, right? So I don't watch the news, but yesterday I told you how I saw two quick news blips. I'm not going to elaborate on them, they're too stupid. But I told you how each of those 30-second to 5-minute blips I saw were like taking hits of crystal meth and getting the brain damage, right? Because they're so unclear, and I think they led partially to what we're discussing today. Think about how that massive... Bad information, the way I call them wrongest, the way all of that bombardment of media crap you're getting and, and the way society needs some sort of enema to clear it all out of their brains and bodies is like taking drugs. And we all, when you become conservative, it's because you finally had a moment of clarity. That's right. And you start seeing not maybe the end result, but the path like we talked right. to, the the process for the end result, the conversations we should be having to get to that end result. Look, the bottom line at the end of the day is that every liberal that I know, including myself, including you, Ari, because we both, you know, we're, we used to be we're that way. Yes. Yeah. We used to be on the spectrum. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Anyway, uh, if he'll just let me end this program, please. So every conservative I know that once was a liberal who converted basically or had the, they all say the same thing. They had a moment of clarity. That's what it was. And 9-11 was a moment of clarity, for example, for many of my conservative friends. Uh, Israel is a moment of clarity for many of my Jewish friends and for that matter, a lot of my Christian friends too. Uh, you know, the, the, the note, how crazy things get when it comes to business, I, I've gotten, there's a couple of parents in our school, for example, who have become conservatives recently because they see how effective Trump has been, for one thing, and they also see how crazy California laws are, for example, Proposition 10 and what it, what it would have done. 
And they're, they're saying, you know, almost proudly at this point, you know what, I, I'm just going to, I'm never going to vote Democrat again. And I, I say, welcome to the club. Say I, that again. That's just my I'm, most I'm never going to vote Democrat again. Those are the most beautiful words in the English <laughs> language. Right. <laughs> yes. And it's great. And it's, it's a wonderful thing to hear. And, uh, you know, look, and I say, look, welcome to what I experienced. You know, it's, it's some, to some extent, it's like when people say that they've decided to go vegan after a very big, uh, you know, terrible okay, illness. Okay, you lost me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but there's, and they approach me in a way like, you know, I really see it now. It's, there's a clarity that goes on with that. But putting aside the veganism, I'm, the, the clarity is so important, and it's really a key distinction between conservatism and, and uh, liberalism, or progressivism, I should say. You know, really, at the end of the day, this, this sexual confusion, this gender confusion that they're throwing us out, out there serves two purposes. One is to, to kind of redefine our discussion, right, uh, about what's what and what's important, because this is nonsense, Right, this spectrum business is is truly crazy. You might as well start talking about, you know, uh, whether or not people with uh, pimples or freckles uh, should be, you know, more valued or whatever. Okay, we're all on a spectrum of, of freckles. Who gives a crap, right? So, that's that's one thing. So we get lost in that. The other thing is that it's a civilizational issue. Uh, in the in the process of getting us bogged down on this with the lack of clarity. It, it, it's literally like, I don't know, like you're driving, you know, on a freeway and, and the kids are just throwing everything around. They're throwing popcorn at you and they're telling you to, hey, daddy, look at me, look at me. And, and then somebody, you know, throws a bunch of food on the windshield from the inside and you can't see outside anymore. Right. It's all this crap. <laughs> oh, perfect. Right, right. And then they I expect you to like drive you just perfectly. saying that made me feel like I was walking around the UCLA campus. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so that's, oh. that's what we're dealing with. And we have to fight this. We have to understand we need to take control of the steering wheel. We need to know where we're going. And we cannot let ourselves be distracted with all this lack of clarity. That's their game. It's not ours. We win when we clarify. But more importantly, we need to understand ourselves that the discussion is between clarity and obfuscation, as Ari says. I'm Barack Lurie. Thanks for listening. We'll talk with you next week. 